that's that's fair. You're just not that kind of guy. I understand. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna clap, <clears throat> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna welcome everybody to the Slow Twitch podcast, and I'm gonna introduce our guest today, Mr. Jason West. Jason, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, of course. Thanks for thanks for having me. Jason, we've uh, we've been hanging out half the day together. Uh, we're we're both pretty tired of talking already. Yeah, you took some really pretty photos of me, and uh, yeah, hopefully you made me look good. How how was that for you? It was just everything I dreamed it would be. <laughs> it was quick. I've just I've made it. I've got somebody taking photos of you know close ups of the side of my face. So. <laughs> Were you worried when I was down, you know, in the, in the, in the leg area? I mean, don't act like you're not impressed. You I know? <laughs> there we, there we go, man. Um, Jason, you we're actually here in Boulder. We're, we're getting ready to do a, a big feature on you for uh, slow twitch with, with all of your new sponsors for 2024. We're, we've kind of dived into 2023 uh it's going to be on a big you know youtube video but there's people that probably won't go there because our youtube channel kind of sucks i gotta i gotta do better with that um but we got a pretty good listener base for the podcast you know we're not jack kelly but we got a pretty decent base so um and we haven't had a podcast for like four weeks because yeah i just have been too busy to do it um but Talk to us a little bit about your 2023 and like, how was that? I mean, you crushed it. Yeah, it was uh, quite the whirlwind of like just so much stuff going on. And uh, I mean, it, it, it went so well, obviously. I mean, all the big races, but even just the way it started and Clash Miami and I won there and then I had a great race at Oceanside and I won St. Anthony's and even like some of the smaller events. I mean, I felt like I was just racing at a really high level every time, every time I went out there and um, just that level of consistency was, was really awesome. Just looking back on the whole year, it was like, man, almost every time I went out there, I felt like I put in a, a world-class performance and that was, um, yeah, I, I recently just like did a lot of reflecting on each race of the 2023 season and stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just just kind of crazy to, to look back at it all and be like, wow, look how much happened in, in one year. And uh, so, yeah, it was just it was pretty crazy. Now, I, I remember reading all of your Instagram posts about your year of reflection. And um, one of the things that I I noticed was that um, you never talked about anything that was hard or like down. It was always the positive, like the big peaks, the things that you were grateful for. Um, talk to us about something that just sucked. Like what, what was hard about 2023? Was there any big letdowns or was it all just roses? Oh, it's, it's never all rainbows and butterflies, right? As, as it might look on Instagram, right? All of our lives on Instagram look amazing, right? But that's... that's if you do it right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's not, you know, that's not the reality. We all post the highlights, of, you know, what, what looks amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there was plenty of hard times 
Um, it, it just takes an incredible level of commitment, um, sacrifice, just dedication to, to everything throughout it all. And, um, you know, the world just kind of sees race day. Um, but I, yeah, I think I was fortunate to not have injuries or anything like that. So most of the challenges are just like, you know, trying to deal with expectations or, you know, um, just the normal struggles of some days, like training just sucks. Like, and I always tell people eight, eight out of 10 sessions I want to do, I'm, I'm doing really good. Like, I don't want to get out there every time I go train. Like there's days I wake up and I don't want to train at all. <laughs> I want nothing to do with swim, bike or run, but I got to go train six hours. Like, so there's a lot of that, but I think, you know, throughout the year, like at Alcatraz, it was, I had a really bad race. It was probably the one time I went out there the whole year that was just terrible. And I think that was tough. Um, and then I think a lot of the, some of the other challenges were just being away from home for me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big homebody. Like I like to be home. I like to be with Jess. I like to be with my dogs. I like, I like my routine. You know, I like to have a kitchen to cook my meals and things like that stuff. It's just really important for my happiness in my life. And I think I, I went off to do some draft legal racing to see, Hey, could the Olympics be an option or something? And like I had some success with the racing, but I was so miserable. I was like, you know, you're flying off to all these places and maybe they're nice, maybe they're not. And you're, you're away from home. And it was just like, man, even if I was winning all this stuff, I don't want like, I don't want to do it this way. So I think I, I just learned a lot from that. And I think you can look at it and be like, wow, you were miserable for a couple of weeks. Or you can say, hey, what did I learn from this? And what, what is my takeaway? And how am I going to like use that for the future? So I like I always just think life is so much about your perspective. And you that's a choice. You know, every time you choose what perspective you're going to take. Um, so that's why it's, I always choose to focus on the positive and focus on the things I'm learning. Um, and that's why, yeah, I think my platform, it's just, I, I don't want to put negativity out there. There's, there's enough of that. <laughs> like you go on any, any platform nowadays and it's just people arguing and people saying mean things and all that stuff. And I just think the world needs more positivity. It needs more inspiration um, you know, it, we need to encourage each other to follow our passions, things like that. So, um, if I can put that stuff out there, you know, I'm going to. Yeah. I mean, I, um, this is the the most we have ever talked and, and gotten to know each other over the, you know, the, the half a day that we've spent and full day that we'll spend tomorrow. But, um, you, you definitely ring me as somebody who's a pretty positive individual. And I think a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that you've, you've grinded to get to this point. Um, you mentioned earlier in 2023 that, you know, you went to try to go do some ITU stuff. Um, talk to us about that. What did you have it? Did you not have it? Like, like, what was that like? Like, because those guys are fast, man. I mean, you're fast at 70.3 middle distance, but like that's a different gear 
in there? Like, how was it going from, especially at the tail end of the season, trying to jump into that? Yeah, I felt like all the big races were kind of in the over middle distance were over very early. Um, and I just wanted something, Hey, I want to challenge myself. I want to do something different. That's, that's, what's going to force me to, to evolve, continue to improve. Um, like just going after some tiny races, uh, it just, it wasn't overly inspiring to me. I, I wanted to go after something that was going to make me uncomfortable or be difficult or, you know, every time you go out there and you get your butt kicked, you're probably going to get better moving forward. So I was like, uh, I never had the success maybe I wanted at, at short course. And who knows, am I, am I a lot better of an athlete now? Obviously I've, I've, I've improved a lot and maybe that'll also just translate to those distances. So let me just try it out a little bit. I mean, I put in probably a three week training block, so it wasn't, it certainly wasn't huge, and I went to Rome, and I just I got my butt kicked that day. Um, pretty much just nothing on the day seemed to go well, and, you know, was it a bad day? Was I mentally not prepared? Was I physically not prepared? I mean, I, I looked at it a lot of different ways, but luckily I had another race the next weekend in another World Cup, and I came fifth there, and I, I was – even I didn't even feel like I really had that good of a race and I still was fifths which was actually my best world cup finish in my career. So, um, I think it showed me like if I wanted to do it, I felt like I could have success if I really wanted to, Hey, dedicate yourself to, to the exact demands of this racing. I, I think, you know, I think I could have success. It was just, Hey, can I do this in a way that I'm going to enjoy it? Um, and it was like, Obviously, I've got a lot going for me in the middle distance realm that, like, I want to continue to pursue that. So will the schedules align moving forward that I could actually do both? And I think that's the that's the challenge. And um, I think I've learned I, I like to be all in on something as opposed to half in the door and half out. You just you don't get everything out of it. You're probably not going to have great success and it's just going to be like would you rather be everywhere or would you rather be great in one of those places so um yeah i think like i learned a lot from the experience i'm glad i did it um and uh yeah you just you never know what's going to happen in the future i guess uh, did <clears throat> did you reach out to them or did they reach out to you i reached out to them um and yeah i think they were pretty excited about it just like hey let's you know let's give it a try and see what happens and um yeah I mean like like I said it I think they understood hey he's been away from this for a long time so when I really just was terrible in Rome they were kind of like yeah let, let's give him one you know and let's let him get the rust out and then I went a lot you know totally turned around the, the next weekend but um yeah, and, you know, they're still definitely uh, supportive. Like, at this point, it's kind of whatever I want to do. It's like if I want to really pursue it, you know, the door's open, um, which it has been great. Like, they've – they haven't, like, you know, wanted to pressure me into doing anything. It's just like, hey, go out and, and do whatever races you want. And if you want to do this, like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about what it's going to look like. But um, – so, yeah, it's just – it's been great to – maybe just feel like 
I, I'm in control of what I what I want to do, and uh, yeah, yeah. What uh, now? Were you gone two weeks in a row? Or did you fly back? No, I was gone uh, two weeks in a row. Um, yeah, that's a long time away from your spouse. Yeah, it was tough. Well, my my the, wife's like she's like I think the longest I've ever been away was ten days, and it was like I got home, and it's. I knew that if I ever tried to do that again, there was going to be some serious <laughs> problems. Yeah, it was, well, it was quite the trip because my, one of my older brothers got married the weekend before Rome. So we were on the East coast, um, for my brother's wedding. So did you go, oh, maybe that's why your race wasn't so, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, even, even whether I have a race or not, I'm not like a big party guy or anything like that. So it's, you know, um, so that, it was great. Um, awesome, awesome time. And then I flew to Rome from the East coast. Um, and then I was there and then I went to Brazil and then I, so I was gone like three and a half weeks, something like that. I'm Jess oh, yeah. was with me for, you know, the first half week or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think you just, you just get to a point in your life where maybe you've just created a life for yourself that you just really enjoy every day. Like I, I just love where we are and where we live and what I do. And if, if I had to describe what I wanted to do on my perfect day, it's probably not that much different to my day to day life really. Um, so it's tough when you're, when you're gone for a long time. Whereas I think, you know, seven, eight years ago, it was a whole lot of fun to be bouncing around and living in a suitcase or, whatever um and now i'm just like i love being home and being in my environment yeah yeah now you had a busy fourth quarter of 2023 like a lot of things changed for you based on your results from 2022 followed up with better results in 2023 now you're moving into 2024 a lot of things have changed. Yeah. Let's what's changed the most for you? Um yeah, I think it's just I like the goal at the end of the day is that not much changes. I think you want to have a lot of success and there's going to be a lot of a lot of things that you now have to deal with or, or things that change, but at the end of the day it's like you want to be able to wake up every day and train and focus on what you need to do. So um, I don't know. Sometimes it's like things are a lot different, but then at the, at the end of the day, it's like how much different are things? I, I just get up and I train and I do what I need to do. And maybe I have a little bit more demands on my time here and there, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot, um, as far as like figuring out the professional side of the sport. Um, and which, which has been great, you know, cause it means I'm, I'm successful and I'm, making things in our lives, you know, easier in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, it's been great, but yeah, new sponsors coming on and I have Alicia, my agent working with me. And, um, so yeah, it's just been, we're, we're kind of tackling all that stuff and she's really helping me focus on just doing my thing. And at the end of the day, like if I race well, everybody's happy. Talk to a little, a little bit about how Alicia came in to, fulfill this role for you yeah she uh we had a relationship like we knew each other um from um 
just just training together. When I first moved to Boulder, I, I met Alicia because she was training in the same group. Um, so I got to know her a little bit, um, you know, and she's she's always been super professional and um, she was, you know, a really successful athlete through her career. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's it was cool that she was working for Clash and things like that. So I was always seeing her in, in the space. And um, I think she she came to me as like, hey, I, I think you're going to need some help. You're having a lot of success. I think there's going to be a lot going on. And I think I know you really well. And like, you know, I, I think I can represent you and, and help you in your career and just like really care about what's important to you, not just like trying to, make big paychecks or anything like that. So, um, and she, it's something she had talked to me about for actually quite a while. And then eventually towards the end of this year, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to start to need some help because it's just tough. I mean, the job of a professional triathlete is most days you're working sun up to sundown, like just your training and your preparation. Um, like, Training for three endurance sports takes an incredible amount of time. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's just like, and you can tell people, oh, you train 30 or 35 hours a week. And they're like, oh, that's not bad. And it's like, yeah, but that's raw moving time. And then you've got all the other things with taking care of your body and all, all the like other just things around it in order to do it in the right way. And all of a sudden it's a, an eight hour a day job. And then now you also have to run your business, which is yourself essentially. And you've got to work with all these sponsors and you've got all this stuff going on. And, um, well, it's also an eight hour day job that's completely physical. Oh yeah. And you don't get a lot of days off. Like, yeah, know, it's, it's, it's I, do you, do you take days off at all? Are there any like complete rest days? Generally not. I mean, after a race, usually I'll take the day off and sometimes it's forced because of travel, right? You just yeah. literally logistically, maybe you can get for a 30 minute run in or something, but otherwise it's just impossible to do. Um, or it's very, very rare that, you know, I have a training block that ends and I don't have a race coming up. So then maybe I'll take a day off. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the average person has two days a week off and holidays and it, you know, you add that up and it's a hundred and something days off. And if I get 10 days off in a year, that's actually like probably a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, Jan was talking about that the other day on his Instagram account where he was reflecting on how nice it was during the holidays to actually spend time. And you see that in like professional sports just in general, like when, people start to retire, you know, it's like, you know, Tom Brady and, you know, Brett Favre and all those guys, they were all just stoked to be able to, you know, Peyton Manning, like he talked about how weird it was to like, and fun it was to like take his kids to school, <laughs> you know, because he had like never done that during football season because it was, it was game on. And uh, to your point, it's, you know, you're lucky if you get 10 days off, a year yeah and those those times are tough like we're coming off the holidays right now right and it's like we you know jess and i went to see both of our families over about a week and a half and it's 
you know, your training load's cut in half and you're like, okay, this is a rest week, but it's still so difficult because you're, you're trying to do so much. You want to spend time with your family and you need to get enough sleep and you need to go train. And it's like, you're trying to achieve so many things. And I think it, it's always tough because luckily I have a lot of people that are super understanding and supportive, right? And they understand like, you know, if you take time and you just don't do your job in this, you know, in, in sport, it's like, it makes a really big difference to, you know, your livelihood. Like you're not going to perform. Um, and that's the difficult thing is like, you know, how many people would live under the structure of, hey, you need to train, you need to work for three months and then you have two hours to show that you're world class. Otherwise you don't get paid for any of those three months. Yeah, <laughs> Most yeah. people probably would, you know, and at the end of the day, we sign up for that job, right? We're making a choice every day. But um, yeah, it's just really, it's tough. And, uh, but yeah, I guess back to the original point, just having Alicia help me with with a lot of this stuff, um, and and especially nowadays, the the demands of an athlete now versus ten years ago are very very different with social media and content and all that stuff. I mean, you used to go out and race, and like there were magazine articles on athletes. Right. Now it's like people are you know there's stuff being posted on a daily basis and all this stuff to keep up with and. I'm not naturally, you know, the whole content side of it all is just, it's not something that like fires me up or motivates me or, and stuff like that. I just don't, but at the same time, I want my fans to know it's all coming from me and be genuine. So it's, it's a balance I have to find and maybe Alicia can help me. And sometimes she just has to like make me write things for like <laughs> copies and 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 I I genuinely try to sit down and I I look at it more as uh I think sometimes it's better because I actually have to tell myself to sit down and think about it and do it and like really reflect on it and want this to be something that's quality um and and yeah I think it just helps having somebody who's can maybe organize that but keep me accountable um and make sure like that's all being run really well um and so, yeah, so hopefully people enjoy what I'm putting out there. It's, you know, it all is all genuinely me and stuff. So, um, but yeah, she's, I mean, she, she's been super helpful just trying to take as much off, off my plate as possible. So she's renewed contracts that were up and she's gotten you new sponsors. Mm -hmm. um, talk to us a little bit about some of the new sponsors that you've brought on for for 2024 and beyond and, and why you chose them. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, cause you've uh, got like a, you got a theme going on, right. <laughs> with, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah. I asked you earlier what, you know, the W was on yeah, yeah. the side of your kit and uh, you, you got a theme and it, and it seems like you've, you've really wrapped your arms around your sponsors and everyone kind of, you know, they're all supportive of that theme. And it's not a huge list of sponsors. I think it's like the right amount. You've yeah. got everything kind of covered that's necessary. And, and that's going to allow you to be really nimble when it comes to your goals. But talk to us a little bit about some of the people that you've brought on and why. 
Yeah, so uh, one big addition is bringing on Jack Roo for um, my apparel, you know, my race kit. Um, and they're, they're really, I think it's going to be really helpful with what they're doing with aerodynamic fabrics, um, you know, like custom fitting. I'm going to be super comfortable and things that maybe wick heat better, things like that. Um, so just trying to approach that from a performance perspective of how can we get faster and from what i understand the the fabrics and aerodynamics are like crazy important like there's oh, yeah. huge, huge gains to be made um and this is like an area i've never really like delved into in my career yet so i feel like we have this space between all these different things that i'll get into where it's like man you get these little percents from all of them and all of a sudden you're you're a different athlete out there and you haven't even actually like gotten fitter, you know, you've yeah. just done all the, done all the work you need to do. And it's like, yeah. So, so that I'm really excited. I mean, we're, you know, we pretty much have just about final stuff and it's, it's super high quality. I'm excited to see what, what it's going to show in the wind tunnel, all that stuff. Um, now I just learned and I, and I should have known this because I've known of Jack Rue for a while, but they're just custom. There's no inline stuff like they, all they do is specialize in custom gear. Yeah. I mean, and they have their, their design process to the manufacturing and it, like the whole, um, they own their it's, own factory. Yeah, it's so streamlined that like you can go from, you know, ordering it and it's custom made and it's on two weeks. in your door. Yeah. At your door in yeah. two weeks. And it's all, all custom made and dyed and all the things. So, um, yeah, I'm excited this year. We're going to be able to bring like a Jason West custom clothing line. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll be seeing some of that out there and that would, that would be really cool. I think I really like the idea of building a lot of community in that way. I think it was, it was a really cool feeling when I was in, uh, when I was in Lottie and I was sick and I couldn't race, but we were staying on the run course and I went out there just to like cheer some people on and the, the amount of people that were like shouting for me and all this stuff. And I'm just standing on the side of the road. Like I couldn't even race, but it's just like the community that's being created. And I think kind of having a, a custom line, it, it would be really cool to, you know, just be seeing people wearing that. Like just the feeling I would get inside from that is, is a really special thing. Like, holy crap, somebody just wants to wear that. Cause like, they like me and what I'm doing in the sport. Um, so it's just, it's just a super cool thing. Like for me personally, from the kid who wanted to be an athlete to, to where I am now and what we're doing, it's just, that's, that's just like really makes me feel good. (laughs) Um, yeah, but yeah, so that's Jack Roo. Um, super excited about everything we're doing. And then, um ventum we have some some really cool stuff in the works and now this is so ventum just so you know like that's that's a renewal yeah so i've been working with ventum for like four years already i think which is kind of crazy um time really flies man um so yeah i continue to work with ventum and i think you know we're continuing to to make improvements and just doing all the little things we need to do with wind tunnel testing and and all that stuff. Um, just they're just really committed to to making me as fast as possible. Trying to figure out what equipment I need to be riding. Um, 
you know, all the best setups, things like that, that can, that can make a difference. Um, Talk to us about the bike. Cause I think Ventum gets a either there, there's no middle ground with Ventum. People either like think and know the bike is fast or they just think it's crap. Like it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if people are just, it's like, it's because it's different looking that they're just, they're like, they're like, Oh, that bike's just hideous. Well, but I think, I think if you can, you're saying, Hey, we're not going to worry about UCI guidelines. We're going to create the fastest bike. Yeah. We don't care what it looks like. We don't care if it's totally unorthodox, but if, if, if we go into the wind tunnel and it's really fast, like that's the goal, right? The goal isn't to ride something that looks like everything that's ever been made. It's been, the goal is to make something fast. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything they're doing, like it's, it's really good stuff. And, um, yeah, like I'm just excited about some of the stuff that's also in the works. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be really cool. So yeah, I, I just think we're, we're moving forward and I think, have you seen the stuff that's in the works? Um, I've seen it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, I want to get my hands on it. Right. And yeah. obviously, you know, it all takes time to develop things and take it all through the testing and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully we're going to go to the tunnel and do all the testing with it, you know? So, uh, I'm just really excited for that. Have um, you figured out the tunnel yet? No, <laughs> still, do you need help? Still in schedule. Yeah, all right. We're going to get it done. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you need to figure it out. Cause I have, I'm supposed to go to that and I like, I got to get it figured out. All right. So we'll you just, we'll it just put out. it on you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, continuing to work with Ventum and then, um, let's see, we've got obviously working with see certified Piedmontese. Oh yes. The beef company. And, um, yeah, that's just, just been incredible. Um, I like we've, I take my nutrition pretty seriously. It's one of the biggest parts of, of recovery and, staying healthy. Um, you know, I've been able to stay healthy for a number of years without having to take breaks from training and things like that. And, um, nutrition's just like super, super important with that. So, um, they're just such high quality, um, the meat, it's zero antibiotics and zero hormones. And, um, it's just like the, the best possible thing you could put in your body. Um, which is just, yeah. So, no, uh, no, no. I know with that sponsorship, you are ordered, you, you're able to order off the good life protein site. Mm -hmm. So the question I have for you is what, what's the split between <laughs> beef and like all the other animal meat products that they've got the chicken and the pork. Yeah. And the I think we're beef and fish are definitely like the highest two. Um, what, what fish do you order? We do salmon most of the time. Um, sometimes we'll do like a crusted white fish or, okay. you know, have you done like any like the halibut or the mahi-mahi? We, yeah, we've done some of the mahi-mahi. That's been, that was super good. Um, but yeah, Jess's favorite is salmon and, okay. you know, happy wife, happy life. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we, we do that a lot. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I, 
uh, anytime you put a stake in front of me and I'm a really happy guy, that's for sure. And we, we've made it a point to want to eat red meat, you know, at least a couple times a week, especially being at altitude and with iron and everything. And, um, especially like, you know, you're getting the right cuts of meat. It's like, there's no reason to not be eating a bunch of it like all the time. So I don't know why, like some people, I feel like red meat gets a little bit of a bad rap and you're just like, this doesn't make any sense. It's so well, good for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to put my conspiracy hat theory on, but you know, we're pretty much lied to like 30 years ago at the food pyramid. And, and so, yeah, I mean like there's definitely parts of the beef industry that are like not good. Like, you know, it's mass produced and it's, it's not like, and, and they don't, you know, that's, they don't take care of the animals like they're supposed to. And, you know, like anything like that gets out and, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, good quality, all natural red meat is sorry. It's not bad for you. Oh, it's so good. I mean, you know, when we eat that stuff, we feel so good. It's just, um, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I just steak a day, you know, (laughs) you're good to go. And, uh, now, so, now, Alicia said that you got kind of emotional the first time you got a box yeah. from them. Yeah, it was, you know, my career has been not easy for a lot of years in this sport. If you're not really racing in a super high level, it's it's pretty brutal. You know, you're not making any money. And, you know, there were times early in my career I was going to bed without eating dinner. Like, and there was times when I would go months without eating meat and I love meat and I love all this stuff because I just couldn't afford it. So when I got a box of like filet mignon <laughs> because I'm, you know, because of what I'm doing in the sport, I was just like, wow, this is, this is a pretty incredible thing. And I think, I don't know, like, you know, I, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have that appreciation if I hadn't gone through just how hard the road had been. And, uh, but yeah, I'm just like, wow, I'm, I'm being pretty well taken care of here now. And it's just, it was pretty, pretty cool. I mean, sometimes you just think about where you've come from and where you're at and, you know, it's always important to, to keep that in your mind. Um, so yeah, it was pretty cool and just super meaningful to me for some personal reasons. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But yeah, so we're uh, we're eating well and tra- training well. So yeah, I mean, super super happy. And uh, so yeah, that's certified Piedmontese. And then um, continuing to work with Blue Seventy. Um, I've always just thought their their wetsuits and the, everything they make is is super awesome. Um, to their goggles, to their suits, to skin suits, and just everything. Um, and they're just great people. So I think, uh, it's just a great company to work with. And I don't even know how many years it's been now, but it's been like probably like 2017, 2018, I started working with them. So yeah, it's been a really long time and that's really cool, um, to have those relationships that go on for a long time. Um, and then continuing on from them, I worked with uh, Precision Fuel and Hydration starting in 2023. Um, And yeah, continuing to work with them. They're just super helpful dialing in all my nutrition plans, like training, we go over every race plan. If it needs to change based on conditions, based on the distances being different, whatever it is. Um, 
And we've got that pretty dialed in, I feel like, and figuring out sweat rate and all that, all that kind of stuff. It's just such a science to it all. Have you done their sweat test? I have, yeah. How was that? I, I keep meaning to do it, but yeah, never... it's it's great. It's um, it's I mean, you just you don't have to do anything. They just put a little thing on your wrist, and basically it. Um, do you just, exercise? No, you no, no. You just, they you just, just put a little there. thing on your wrist or on your forearm and it kind of stimulates your sweat glands and then you sweat a little bit. So you don't have to do it. You don't even have to get up. You yeah. just sit there and You're just lazy. I forget what disease the test was actually designed for. It was a, some sort of disease and they were testing for like medical purposes. Oh, wow. And then now they're like, oh, we can use this test to get your, you know, yeah. your sweat sodium concentration. Okay. Right. Um, and your sweat sodium concentration doesn't change your sweat rate, obviously, as you're working harder goes up, but the concentration of sodium is always the same. So, um, you just, if I, you know, I'm in a hot race and I need, I I need about 500 milligrams of sodium per liter, which is is quite low, which is good because logistically it makes it easy. Um, oh, so you don't, you're low on the sodium intake. Yeah. I'm high. Like I've done. Yeah. I haven't done their test, but I've done um, other tests, and and I'm like a milligram, like a gram to like one point one grams. So okay. like I'm a thousand milligrams. That's what Jess is. She's like, like eleven hundred or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, which ideally, like you'd probably want it to be low, because well, you and I are built very differently. <laughs> Because but I have a you, very, you I have a, weigh about as much as I weighed <laughs> when I was like five years old. I have an incredibly high sweat rate, so I sweat a ton, but it's a low sodium concentration. So fascinating. I can like basically in my bottle on my bike on the Ventum, it's got like a one liter bottle on the top. So I, I start with like fifteen hundred milligrams of sodium, which is enough to a lot for three liters of water. So as I top up with water, then the concentration starts to work out. So. You know, I, um, I, as complicated as their system can be, I like it a lot and it makes a lot of sense. And this is a good example of why these guys are doing so well is because everyone is different, mm-hmm. you know? And so you need a lot of calories, but you don't need a lot of sodium. Yeah. And how do you get that? You know, you get it by basically doing your own thing. And with their product, you're able to do that. Yeah, and they've got all like the different electrolyte tablets based on how much you want. Oh, there's so much. That's why I said it's yeah. a little complicated at first, but once you kind of understand it, yeah, it, it it makes a lot of sense. And they have a lot of helpful stuff that's like you put your own information in and it spits out kind of like what you want to do. Yeah. Like this is the plan for you, so use this stuff. Because, um, yeah, it's so individual. Like some people need so much more sodium or this or that. And um, So do you work with them – every race like is there somebody that you call because you said we mm-hmm. is yeah. that is that you or is that you and them yeah so it's it's we go over every um every race so chris he's uh one of their like sports science guys so uh after i guess before each race we go over this is the plan and this is like why or and we have kind of our the skeleton of this is what I do. And then it's like, okay, we're racing in Singapore. It's going to be, you know, you're going to be losing like several liters an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. need to change it in this way. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the race, I actually write down, this is what happened. This is oh. what I got in. This is, and then they can break it down, you know, grams per hour, sodium liters per hour, all the different things. Um, so you go from like your plan to what the execution was and what happened. And then we can analyze that. So, so you like after the race, like checking your bottles and stuff and like, like, ah, you didn't quite get all this in there. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, that's. <laughs> going through like your, your like pockets, grabbing the gels and like. <laughs> yeah. And they like, I remember being like, you know, I put, how do I know how much I drank at the aid stations? He's like, well, every mouthful is about 20 milliliters. And I'm like, the fact that you guys know this stuff. And he's yeah. like, how many mouthfuls, like, how many aid stations were there? And you can kind of work it out. Um, so it's, you know, there's always going to be a little bit of error there, but like I'm I when you have a plan and you kind of know like where you deviated where you went more or less and it's like you can pretty much figure out exactly what your intake was um so I'd love to also be able to like weigh myself before and after too that's always one thing I'm super interested in is like how many pounds down am I at the end of a race probably a couple uh, way more than that probably you think so yeah, I mean, in my you're rate, small though, dude. Like you're tiny. Yeah, I mean, compared I can, to me, I can lose six, six, seven pounds an hour when I'm training. If you know, if, if it's a really you? hot, oh yeah, I sweat more than like any human should sweat. But that's like what I deal with, and I'm like, that's a massive percentage. Yeah, so it's it's trying to figure out like sweat rate in different climates, and obviously you a lot for a certain amount of dehydration that you know is going to happen. It's just, sure. you don't want it to go too far. Right. Um, and it's like, yeah, you don't want your like kidneys to fail. Yeah. It's like riding that line of like how depleted can you get before it really impacts performance and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've gone into so much of this, like how many grams the gut can actually digest. How many you know? can you, uh, when I get up to about 130 grams per hour, it's like, I still, I don't really have the desire to continue. I don't like have any issues and I, I don't know that I've ever pushed it to the point where I find the limit because if I, if I were to do the full Ironman distance, I think I would have to go more into that. Yeah. But at the, you know, if I'm racing for three, three and a half hours, I think like there's a little bit more room for error there than eight hours. So, um, okay. So now I'm really curious. So what, talk to me about, your nutrition plan for like, for example, like a PTO event. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a, like a preload protocol as far as hydration, um, with some of their electrolyte tablets the night before. Is it like the 1500? Yeah. So I do like the 1500 the night before and then just one, just one tablet. Yeah. And then the morning of, so depending on the race start time, you know, a classic race that starts at 7 a.m., You, I would take it with breakfast or something. Or And what's breakfast? Alicia says you like white toast. Um, I, I mean, when I'm traveling, I normally do bagels. Okay. I mean, on a day-to-day basis, I make my own bread for the most part, and I just have a couple slices of bread with, like, butter and salt, Got and it. I have some, like, fruit. And usually I also need some sort of, like, pastry or something. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Banana bread or my wife made a sour cream coffee cake this week, which <sighs> so I eat a pretty big breakfast. But before racing, it's usually probably about two bagels 
with like butter and jam or just butter and salt or something and coffee or whatever. Um, but yeah, then I do like another preload of that pH 1500 like an hour within an hour of the race. Um, so you want to get kind of like topped up and then I'll have a gel before the race. And then during the race on the bike, I usually have about a hundred grams per hour. Um, and I do that with a mix of some gels and um, some of the drink mix, which then I was where I get my sodium content from. Um, and then I like I'll get additional water on the course to kind of dilute the sodium. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have usually throughout the race I try to take in about 300 milligrams of caffeine because you want I think it's like between four and six grams or milligrams per kilogram of body weight. 300 milligrams. Yeah, throughout the race, so I'll take so the whole so the whole race the whole race is okay. just three hundred milligrams. Yeah, um, so you're not like Christian where you're taking like six hundred milligrams for like an ice cream I, race. I I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'll have a cup of coffee. Maybe I should try having four cups of coffee and before and then see what happens. But that's I, like eight cups of coffee. There's like yeah, fifty milligrams, I don't like, and that's like a good brew of coffee. <laughs> like. So um, yeah, and then a couple couple gels probably three gels on the run um but yeah i mean we have it worked down worked so you, out and so you kind of pre it sounds like you load up during the bike yeah i mean it's just easier to digest on the bike yeah. and then you know the run it's do you do it like is there or do you go by miles on the bike or do you time no like? you'd want to do time because okay. if you have you know difficult terrain or something um, then it wouldn't make sense because like those miles would go slower and then the later miles would go faster. So I know, but you never know who you're listening to. Right? <laughs> like, so that's good. It's good I mean, if it's, yeah. if it's a PTO race, you probably could do that better because it's a bunch of laps and right, you right, could right. like, but I usually, if it's a PTO race, I probably take you're it. Like last lap, let's get that bottle. Yeah. Man. I'll do like, you know, every 30 minutes off a of gel and then I have the drink mix in between. So it might be like at like 10, 40, an hour, 10, hour 40 or something or um, you know, and it also depends sometimes on the intensity of the race. Like if you're just going balls to the wall and guys are just going crazy for whatever reason, like they're putting in moves and it doesn't make sense to be consuming something. Then like, it's okay. Just at, in the, at the end of the day, just make sure you get it all down. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm pretty relaxed with it where I have a plan, but if you need to deviate, you deviate as long as you get it all done, like you're, you know, you're probably gonna be all right. So, yeah. um, and then three gels on the run. Yeah. Sometimes I think we've, we've toyed a little bit with like Singapore. We had a bunch of bottles out there cause it was gonna be so hot. So we had like, you know, special aid stations and it's like, well, you might as well put some calories in the bottles and then maybe you have to take less gels or yeah. something like that. Um, but you can work it out to where all the numbers add up to be the same. And at the end of the day, it's like all that stuff is pretty similar, like the ingredients in it all. Yeah. So whether you're doing the drink mix or gels or whatever, like whatever's logistically best for you, that's what you do. Yeah. And like, I, I have a pretty good stomach, so I can do a lot of different things, and I'm I'm pretty good. Um, so yeah, sometimes it changes a little bit, but like the raw numbers, you want to achieve about the same thing, yeah. and it's just you can do it in a lot of different ways, you know. 
So, um, but yeah, so obviously we've gotten, they've, we've had a pretty close relationship developing yeah, a lot of that I, stuff. So I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know that they worked so closely with their athletes when it comes to, and maybe you're just special, but. No, from what I understand, like it's very important to them from a research and development standpoint and things like that, that they're working like very closely with all their athletes and figuring out what the plan is yeah. and what's working and things like that, because then they can look at their products and say, can we achieve these numbers on race day with the products? And if we can't, we need to change them or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, they, I, I believe they work pretty closely with all of us and it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. It's not just like, here's, you know, all your product and figure it out. Like, right. Right. We want to, you know, use it, you know, as best we can and maximize it all. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's been pretty cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so moving on from them, I guess, then we have, um, a little shoe company here in Boulder that I'm excited about, Veloveda. And um, they're just making super aerodynamic cycling shoes, which is pretty cool. And the, are they custom? Do they mold your feet? Um, or are they just I don't think so. very aerodynamic? I haven't molded anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just they're just pretty aerodynamic. And Ed has walked me through a lot of like the you know intricacies of why that is and, and different things. And they've had some some testing, you know, and. The, the savings and drag and it's it's actually pretty surprising um and it's just a really cool design that it's super easy to get your feet into like you just you pop the heel up and you're tight yeah and um yeah so so i've actually been racing on that the latter half of 2023 and uh so that's been 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 cool to uh just kind of like you know be a part of that in its early stages um but it's just anything I can do to get a little bit faster, like um, I'm always going to be open to it. And I was like, wow, this is a really good product. Like I'm going to really stand behind this because I believe in it. So, um, and it's just cool. Yeah. It's being developed here in Boulder. And uh, so it's, it's cool to work with, with a local brand. Um, and then also on the bike, we've got Swiss side. Um, so they obviously they make, some of the best wheels in the world. Um, and yeah, I'm just, just really excited. Everything, everything they're doing with them is top notch. I mean, their aerodynamics, like all the data they have on, on everything is great. Um, like from, and everything they're doing from hubs and just, just everything, um, is, is really exciting. So I know, Hey, there's one more way I got faster. And then we're also trying to, to do like custom molded cockpit on the front end. Um, so that's going to be really exciting when we're able to to get that done. I mean, it's it's a pretty in depth process of like really scanning your body in that position and all that stuff. Um, but there's a pretty clear performance advantage to it. So just to have a company who's worked with tons of world champion athletes um, and just yeah wants to 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 be a part of that and help me go faster is is really exciting so um and just their expertise with aerodynamics has been i've been really really impressed by i mean they've just got so much experience with it that they know like this is probably faster and so when we go you know into the wind tunnel and stuff we can take all their their ideas and be like okay let's you know they know what to look at um, so just having them as a, as a resource for all that's been super valuable. Um, what wheels were you on before? 
Uh, I was riding Elevo wheels. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I think they were doing some cool stuff, but um, but this is like day, a whole package. This is like custom, um, you know, front end stuff. Yeah, is, it's like it's just they've got the resources to do so many things. This kind of goes and, back uh, to our, our original when we started talking how you've 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 made these decisions based on this team, like yeah. this team of sponsors that are all there to specifically help you yeah yeah and then uh because it's like when you go to the wind tunnel it's just not just you oh i know it's like phantom's gonna be there swiss aid's gonna be there like you know yeah and thank goodness because i don't know what i'm doing right it's (laughs) like i i need all the experts to tell me hey this is what this is what you need to do. Yeah, and, ride, uh, dip your head. Yeah, stay there for don't move. <laughs> Save fifty watts. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just it's trying to bring all the experts around me so that I can be an expert in one thing in racing triathlon, and they can all be experts in their area, and we can all come together. Because if you ever get off the bike first, <laughs> and you can still run, like forget about it. Well, and I mean that's. That's the goal, right? Is like the dream performance is you're with the leaders out of the water. They throw everything at you on the bike and you're still there. And then you hop off and then, and then they're go all do just your thing. like shitting themselves and, in fear. But it's, you know, I mean, everybody else is also upping their game and, and, and that doing everything they can. So it's like, but, and I don't know, will that dream performance ever come true? I don't know. Um, but like, that's the goal, right. Is, is to kind of build yourself the skills that you're just really, really hard to beat. Um, and like I said, I I don't know if that'll ever happen. Like, is it possible? I mean, if you could be the best swimmer, cyclist and runner, like triathlon wouldn't be very interesting because somebody would just be way better than everybody else. And that's probably never going to happen. Um, so, but that's like, that's the goal and that's what pushes you forward. And, um, but yeah, so we've got all these brands coming together and that was the thing this off season. I, you know, I talked to Alicia a lot about it. It was like, I want to surround myself with all these experts. I want to surround myself with people that know that the goal is to win world titles and to be a world champion. And how can we unite all these people that can help me do all the things that I have no idea how to do and just unite under this common goal. And then um, Alicia and Jackrew actually brought this idea to me that it was like, hey, we're going to call this Project W and we designed, you know, this awesome logo and it's really going to stand for like everything that you've been trying to put together. And it's it's obviously a logo because my name is West and it's, you know, but it's also about winning world championships. And I, I think to me, the biggest thing is it's the concept of we and what we can do together um, because I, there's no way that I can achieve these goals by myself. And it, it has to be this amazing group of people that are all working together. And if we do that, I think we can like produce something really special. Um, so it, it was really cool when they brought that to me because I was like, you guys really put like a picture and an idea into something that like we're all creating this and uh, something that we can like really be united around. So um, yeah, so we're calling it Project W and um, yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see what we can do. 
What does 2024 look like for you for race series? You, you doing the PTO? You doing Ironman stuff? Can you not talk about it yet? Like, um, so I'm focusing on the PTO series. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's just an exciting exciting time in the sport. I mean, what the PTO is doing, and it's it's been really incredible. I mean, if people are going to be able to watch so many of the best athletes racing each other, like really frequently which i think is what the sport really needs we need like the best guys going up guys and girls like racing each other all the time you know it's we can't come together once a year it's got to be like all year and um yeah i'm just really excited for it um does it need to be all year though like let's let's talk about that for a second because <laughs> i mean do you worry that the seasons are too long um, not if they're not, if you manage it correctly on your own end, right? Like, okay. cause talk to us about that. Cause we were filming earlier and, and I felt like you needed to call like 200 of the top professional athletes that really struggle with going to a race and being okay with 10th place or fifth place or whatever it is right because the pressure it just gets to them you know and it's and they they just they feel like every single time they go to a race they have to perform yeah yeah i think it's tough i mean in some ways you you almost have to earn the position of like not needing to worry about performing all the time because yeah, there was a time in my career where I felt like I had to race a lot because if I didn't, like I wasn't going to survive. Like I wasn't going to keep a roof over my head. So I felt like you weren't getting lunch on top of your no dinner. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was like, okay, I need to go and race and I need to race well. And so you're trying to hold this peak fitness all the time. And I almost think it's, you know, growing up, the culture was just, just work harder and you'll be better. Like just go harder or whatever. And it's just so far from the reality of like, what's actually going to work. Um, but I think in the long run, you can try to keep going to all these races and trying to race well, but it's like, you got to really have big performances. That's what's going to make your career. That's what's going to be most helpful. So I think understanding you're not going to be at your best all the time is really helpful and then taking a period where hey i'm gonna shut everything down and try to get out of shape and build my way back up is super important like you can't make it from march to december without taking a significant break or rebuilding or it's just you fall off a cliff you just you're trying and you're trying and either you get hurt or your fitness just totally falls off because you just can't keep doing that um so yeah, I think if you manage things properly, it, it's not a problem. Like you don't want to show up in March at a hundred percent yet. Chances are right. Because then what's going to happen in May, it's probably not going to be pretty. Um, so I, now I designed my season in a way that's like, it's pretty much two significant builds and there's probably a big break in the middle and you're going to have to say, no to a bunch bunch of races maybe even some big races just to maximize what you can do you know at the big races you choose to go to um so yeah i think naturally like we were gonna have a season long 
a year-long season or series, right? But naturally, people are going to be maybe not going to this race or that race here and there. So it, I think, you know, there might be four or five times where, like, the the really big players are, are racing each other. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's just going to be a positive thing. Like, I don't think it's going to be every – every month we're all doing it because we're all going to take breaks at different times. And, um, you know, like I might want to peak for races that are in the U S because you know, that I'm an American and that would mean a lot Whereas somebody else might want to peak for a race in Europe in their home country. Whereas I might be like, I don't feel like flying over there at that time. Um, so there's, you know, people are on different plans and I think then you get a little, a little bit of variety with who's racing each other or races, but I think it's going to be, um, more, a lot more exciting than it has been in the past. Does, uh, does your wife travel a lot with you? Uh, she hasn't too much in the past. Um, it's, it's definitely tough. I think this year she's going to try to travel with me a little bit more. Um, cause you made more money. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a big part of it. Out. Right. Um, and I mean, she's a strength trainer, right? She wants to be in town for her clients. So every time she leaves, you know, she can't work with her clients. So it's just like, is that what she's doing these days? Yeah. She's coaching. Um, she does, you know, she's my swim coach and yeah. she has a lot of other athletes that she coaches and then she's a strength trainer and, um, I need to talk to her. Yeah. It's, she's it's time. It's definitely, time to definitely really good at what she does. And, um, yeah, like, but I think this year she'll probably try to maybe travel a little, a little bit more with me. I think I'm going to be racing a little bit less. Um, so, you know, it, it might be. How many races did you do in 2023? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think I raced 10. Okay. And I think it, had I raced at Worlds, it would have been 11. Yeah. Something like that. But it, there, were, I mean, I look back and there were years where I raced 16, 17 times. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, more short course, so you can bounce back a little bit easier. But when you look at the most successful athletes, they, they don't race all that often. Um, and I think they've earned that position. They've earned the right to, to dedicate themselves to, you know, select events throughout the year and they show up and they're ready to go and, you know, they smash everybody and they've kind of earned that spot. Well, they've earned it. They've also gambled that way too. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, you got to bet on yourself to perform on the big day. And that's really, really tough because it's like you're, you're putting all your eggs in one basket and just trusting that you're going to get it done. And yeah, most people would like more chances. Right. Um, so, but you know, the, the big risks usually offer the biggest rewards. So, um, so yeah, I think just, uh, I might race a little bit less, but managing myself better than I have, you know, in years past, I think 2023, I did a good job. And, um, you know, I raced, that was probably the least number of races I did last year in a year that we had a full season and, but it was still like so incredibly successful. So it's like, you don't need to, to race a ton. It's just when you go out there, be ready to do something. Don't just, don't just be out there, be ready to go. Um, so I definitely think think about it in a different way these days. Yeah. So a couple more questions. Um, what does Jason West do on his downtime? My downtime, yeah. I always think this question is kind of funny because I'm like, what downtime are you talking about? Because 
I don't, you know. Well, we did establish how busy you guys really are. I know. It's really. tough. It's, you know, you're from sunup to sundown most of the time. It's, you're pretty committed to what you're doing. And, you know, some of those little downtimes you have, you might be doing admin stuff or the, you know, working on what you, whatever random stuff you have to for the business side of the sport. Um, and then I, I just like at night to, ha to just hang out with Jess and she knows, hey, at six o'clock, I'm done. And like, I'm off everything. There's no phone. There's no, like the rest of the night, like I'm just yours and we can just spend time together. Um, and it's just really important for me to do that like every day. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that means like I need to get my butt out the door when I really don't want to and I'm tired and you know, it's, but that's the commitments you make. Right. Um, is that the case in the summer too? Six o'clock is like, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. By that point, I just don't really, if I haven't finished training, like, what am I doing? I'm trying being a little bit lazy, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm training most of the day, all day. And then at night, I just like to be hanging out with Jess and we're playing with the dogs and we're, you know, we're cooking dinner together, um, things like that. And yeah, it's just really important that, you know, I, I, we have that time together because like, what I do is really demanding and it's really busy. And I think if you don't set those boundaries, it's just like, it takes over your life. And then at the end of the day, like you don't have any balance and stuff. So, uh, it's just, yeah, it's really important for me to have the balance and the other aspects of my life. Um, so I can just switch off and just be a person, normal person and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, like one day I, I'm going to enjoy Colorado for everything it has. Like I'm going to go skiing and I'm going to go do all these things. And, um, but right now it's like, you know, we're just pretty much committed to, to what I'm doing and, um, yeah, just, just trying to spend as much time with, with her between all the, all the craziness. All right. So are you going to win the PTO? Oh, I mean, that's the that's, goal, yeah. right? But uh, You were third last year. Yeah, so third third in the rankings at the end of 2023, which was... Do you, do you know how you got screwed on that at all? Is it because of the Ironman stuff? Is it because... Because it's, it's, it's a complicated rating system, right? So like... I think it, it's, it, it's gotten pretty good, though. It has, but yeah. it's still both like, you know, I mean, it's it's just weighted differently. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, obviously I don't do Iron Man, so I'm always like, "What's this Iron Man bonus people are getting?" You yeah, know. Like, so I saw like Lucy <laughs> Charles. She, I think she was like fifth last year, and I, and you know, and, and I'm just like, she won the World Championships of mm -hmm. like, how, yeah, how could she be fifth? Like she destroyed. Yeah, she was like fourth like, or fifth or something. She was and, fifth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she didn't even podium. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, I think it, for the most part, it's, it's made like it works. Like you look at the top 10, the top 20 and you're like, okay, I could nitpick and maybe it's like pretty, in my, but it's like, it's, it's gotten pretty good. If for um, all the, for all the things I don't like about the PTO, the rating system is, is by far the best ranking system that's ever been created now. Yeah. But it's still just like I still have issues. With it. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's tough because it's like how do you? I don't know. If there's ever going to be a perfect 
system like in short course world no, triathlon it's, never gonna be it's just points yeah. right and yeah. then they're like oh but the quality of field wasn't it's like how do you and it's always it got to be a little bit biased i mean it's their you know they got their series they got their yeah and i mean and that's understandable yeah and and fortunately for me at all three pto events i performed really well yeah right and that was the goal i mean you like, did okay <laughs> so but it's like you kind of make strategic decisions at the end of the day it's like Everybody knows how it all works, right? So I always say like the rules are set, man. Yeah, it's Follow like, them. you know, don't don't get angry at the game, just get better at playing it, yeah, right? Exactly. And yeah, yeah. and I think like I was like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the, the biggest races and I'm going to try to perform on those days." And fortunately for me this year I did. Um so like it really worked out, but yeah, I think it's, you know, but like I said, I think I think it it works really really well to where they've gotten it to a, a good place, and I think they've they've definitely taken a lot of criticism over the years of like trying to make it better, and it's just like, you know, it, like all all the people that are on the boards and trying to get this sorted out to be good, it's like everybody's super well intentioned and trying to just like make the best system possible, and um, but it's it's cool. It's the first time we've ever had rankings like that, right? Uh, kind of. I mean, Ironman did it a while ago yeah. with their point system. Um, but it, it's, it's definitely the first time that it's been this consistent for this long mm -hmm. and been as accurate as it can be. Yeah. In, in my opinion, um, are you still going to do 70.3 worlds? Yeah, so yeah, the PTO series, and then um, finish off the year with seventy point. Because that's worlds. like the one thing you didn't get to do last year. Yeah, it's been, it's like, it's, it's did been you, really challenging for you me. Almost over like the, died over you? the past years because at post COVID, it was in St. George for a couple of years, and every year I go there, my asthma is just like, it's it's pretty under control and almost every environment. But every time I go to St. George, I feel like I have a half of a lung. Like oh, I get, wow. you know, I, I start riding and I'm already feeling terrible in my lungs. And then it just goes so bad. And every year it's just been, I've raced there three times. Like once was North American champs, I think. And then the next two were world championships. And it's just been a total disaster every time. So it was like, yeah. I went from there and it was like, okay, I like, I, I don't even know if I can ever race in this place well. Like, I, I'll probably never try to race there, even though it's like an incredibly beautiful place and the course is amazing. And Thank it's just, you. But Thank you. for some reason, I can't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's that red rock, man. And uh, yeah, so I went, I did that a couple of years and it was like, God, everybody, like, I just suck every time I go to Worlds. And then I was going in the lobby and I was like, I think I can win. Like I legitimately, I believe I'm, I'm going to win and not like, you know, in a cocky way or anything. I'm just like, I think I'm ready. Like, yeah. I think I can do this. Um, and then, yeah, I got, I got really sick and, um, <laughs> I had lost like 10 pounds that week. Yeah. That's it was, what I heard. it was brutal. And, uh, yeah. And that, that experience was like, it just puts it in perspective in a lot of ways where it was like, okay this sucks but like it's good world championships happens again next year and like there's other races and you know it, you quickly like just forget 
And I, after about a week, I just never really thought about it again. It was like, you know, people would ask me like, oh, are you like, you okay with that? And I'm like, I haven't thought about it. And, you know, like, thanks for bringing the it up, longest time <laughs> I was like, you know, and it was tough. I mean, Jess flew all the way over, um, which thank God I, I felt so bad, like physically that I'm glad she was there Yeah, and I wasn't just like on my own. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was a lot of people that were sick. Yeah. So it was, it was unfortunate, but like everybody, when I decided not to race, it was like, they were all like, thank God. Cause you were just a ghost. And like, we thought you were going to go out there and hurt yourself yeah. and like cause damage because like everyone said that, that were close to you were you were just completely white and pale. And yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but at, at, that also shows you like, you know, my entire team just wants what's best for me. Like they don't really care. They just want to see me happy. And, uh, well, you're young. You've got a long time still. Yeah. And there's going to be plenty of opportunities. And how I'm, old are you? I'm 30. So, she's oh, Louise, <laughs> baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that'll be, I mean, you're like just barely warming up, man. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah. I mean, a world championships in December is going to have its, that's that's pretty late, so I think you're really gonna have to be patient, especially like that break in the middle of the year. And you're gonna need things, a good one. Yeah, yeah, things like that. I mean, especially you're gonna have the PTO Grand Final in November, and then um, yeah. So then, you ever gonna go long, long course? Yeah, I think like I think so. I I've thought about like I've toyed with the idea of doing it. Um, does your body do well in that environment? Yeah, I think I'm, I think it's going to suit me quite well, actually. Like, um, I feel like that kind of hard pace or whatever, like I, I feel like I can just suffer for quite a long time. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think I will do well with it. I think you look like you enjoy it. Cause like every time you're running, I'm just like, oh, he just looks like he's in pain. He looks <laughs> like he's like happy too. Like, <laughs> oh, well, it's, it's, I'm finally moving forward. So <laughs> I'm happy, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, a marathon is a long way to run and especially after swimming and biking that long. Um, but one day, like, I'll be ready for that new challenge. And when it makes sense, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to do it. And I, I don't see any scenario where like I retire without doing it for sure. Like I'm going to do it. It's just a matter of when I do it and I don't want to force it. I don't want to be like, Oh, I have to go do this. Um, cause it can definitely be, you know, tough on your body and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'll do it. And I've thought about, maybe some goals I would want to set if I go and do it. And cause I, I would want to just be out there and have a solid day. I'm like, you know, how can I try to push this forward or something like that? You've, I think you've got to be in the mindset of like how you can keep pushing things forward. Otherwise you're going to get left behind at yeah. the end of the day. And I mean, those guys are all going after sub two thirty runs right now. And I'm, I'm really excited to see like, who's going to be the first guy to do that. Cause it's going to be a really awesome performance, whoever does it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. One day it's like, things might get crazy. What's maybe the goal is two twenty four one day or something. Oh my gosh. Like, it, it'll happen. And it's crazy to think, but like, look at what these guys are doing already right now. So well, well, I, let me rephrase it. I think it'll happen. It's pretty, I just, yeah. 
I don't know what else they could possibly do with shoes <laughs> that are that's legal that they'll allow. You know. Yeah, they finally set some rules on them now too. Yeah, so they, yeah. Oh, well, with most of the races like Roth, there was no there was no oh, rules. Right, like right. The, the German Federation like didn't adapt to those rules. So like, On was making like these crazy shoes that like didn't even comply with any sort of like major rule because there was no rule there yeah and so it's like you know you're just like look at that like these guys run by i'm like whoa like, yeah, yeah and it's just crazy with where the technology has gone oh, so yeah. fast like it wasn't that long ago but he was wearing like you know these like tiny pieces of rubber on their feet and now, oh, yeah. now we're like you know bouncing forward <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but it, it's good that the community is starting to fix that because i remember when nike came out and it was like they were the only ones that had a, you know access to the foam and i remember all of these age groupers like in kona with the, and like every single one of them looked like they were going to break their ankle <laughs> you know because you've got the shoe that's designed to run you know low fives in and like these guys are doing like eight minute miles and you're just like you're just like you're you're gonna break you're gonna break your ankle like but now they've they've really like because i i don't run that fast and and i've been able to get in some of the newer super shoes and you know i can run my seven minute mile pace and my ankle doesn't you know tweak and stuff like that so mm -hmm. they've really they've really gotten a handle on them and so you know even my wife like she was doing a half marathon and uh she she doesn't like to be competitive um she kind of shies away from it but i like for her to be competitive and she was she was doing a half marathon against like her best friend and i'm like oh you gotta beat her you know she's like don't put that pressure on me and, and we went to the running store man and like and i and i had her try on every single super shoe and she ended up choosing the nike and um and she ran like 10 minutes faster, you know, and she like, she crushed her friend. And I was like, I was at the finish. I'm like, yeah, way to go. You know, and it's just, it's all from the shoe, which is just insane. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And you know, it's like you said, I think you have to, to maybe find which one that works with you. Cause that's, you. that's where the, all of the, the big advantages are going to be. Like, there's only so much you can do with wetsuits at this point. There's only so much stuff you can do with bikes, like, yeah, you know, particularly with like the rules and stuff within the, you know, drafting and non-drafting and things like that. It's, it's all going to come down to like the run and the shoe particularly. Yeah. Just, I guess all technological improvements and, and different things. I what mean, do you run in? I run in the ASICs. So you, but you don't have a sponsorship. I do not have a shoe sponsor. No. Why, um, why not? I don't know, man. ASICs. What's the deal? <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know. I Would think Would you take it? Yeah, I mean if it's with the with the uh, a chew that I genuinely Okay, know, so uh, Asics, would you would you take a sponsorship from Asics? Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, cuz that's like what you run in. Yeah, that's what I run in and uh yeah, it it I found that I'm a bit I'm pretty stable in those ones. Like I'm not pronating like crazy or um the stack height's not like crazy it's not like right up to the limit because i think the higher stack height you go the more instability you have um so you have to like balance that and at the end of the day i like i don't want to get hurt right and you're you're getting off the bike and you're really fatigued you're probably not 
running with, you know, this fresh biomechanics, right? You're also like, you're, I might be running a half marathon, but you're going into it and you're already like beat up. <laughs> what do you think you could run a half in standalone? Um, yeah, I don't know. Probably like a one Oh two, something like that. That's um, I think I can settle into like two fifty five, three minute a K at altitude, like pretty good and do some workouts that I think, yeah, like I think I could run 103 at altitude. So probably 102 or something like that. I mean, my, my goal is to run maybe this year, try to run a 105 in a race, which if I don't do any 70.3 worlds, it might be, Hey, I, I want to run a 105 at worlds. Um, and yeah, you've got to be in like 101, 102 shape to do that. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just like, I remember when 110 was broke and it was like a huge thing. Yeah. Now if you run 110, it's like, yes, yeah, I mean, you're like third. Yeah. Fourth. You're like, that was respectable. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. I know it's crazy. I mean, I remember when I was still racing like short course and I was doing, you know, draft legal. I mean, you were seeing guys run one 113 and win like winning a lot of races yep. going that fast. And now 115. It, nowadays, if you're running that, it's like, you're back in the yeah, pack, yeah. Like it's not gonna. You know, I don't think you're gonna win. Everyone's anything. really looking at those results. Like you shouldn't even be a pro. <laughs> no, like but one fifteen. What's you're like? Oh, you had a bad day. It's just amazing where you know where things have gone and how fast everything's going. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's like I I keep setting bigger goals, and I who knows? I I might never be able to do it. But that's like you gotta keep up in the bar for yourself, you know. Um, cause I think my run in Milwaukee, if you extended another three K, it was a one Oh five. Yeah. Um, so, but did you have that in you? I uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was pretty gassed that day at the finish line. That's for sure. I gave, that was probably the deepest I'd ever gone. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the goals and who knows if I'll, I'll ever get there, but gotta keep know. trying. Well, it's getting late, man. I heard you're cooking dinner for us. Yeah, we're gonna be cooking up some fillets and is that what we're what we're eating? Yeah, I think we got some fillets and some pork chops and um, yeah, we'll see. I th I feel like I've gotten the fillets down pretty good. So, okay, um, yeah. see what you think. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, dude, this is terrible. Ah, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're gonna have a nice dinner and yeah, it'll be a nice nice end of the day. All right. Well, Jason, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for having it. me, and we'll uh, we'll get on again again sometime soon and talk about our favorite steak recipes and all the things. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. And uh, you can, Jason, where can they find you on social media if they if they haven't already, which would be weird. Yeah, follow uh, Jason West Trial on Instagram. Um, Are you on Facebook? Anything else? I mean, I'm on Facebook as like, but not really. Gee, I. I haven't had that app on my phone for a couple of years. TikTok, yeah, TikTok. I am definitely not on TikTok Good for you. I, pretty much the the one thing I use is Instagram. Okay. Um, right. I I I am on Strava. Things upload. I don't always. Okay. I rarely rarely update what they are, but you can go in there and look at the splits. Do you hide your power? I I don't I don't think so. I don't okay. even know how to do that. So it's probably on there. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, if you're looking for training stuff, I mean, you could uh, stalk my Strava all you want, or yeah, just follow me on Instagram and 
That's where you'll find me. All right, man. Let's get out of here. Let's go get some food. Sounds good. Sounds good.